Hello, my dear listeners. Hello, my dear Earthlings. Hello, my dear Cosmic family. This is Cosmic Awakening Podcast, and I'm your host, Olia Mare. Today, we're continuing with our Pleiadian prophecy book. And today's chapter is very interesting. It's a chapter about sexuality, but not only. Uh, there is some really uh, amazingly striking um, revelations that Delta Va shares with us about our past. And I'm looking forward to discuss them with you. So here we go. Sexuality. Throughout the cosmos, sex is one of the most popular pursuits. We have observed that sex often catalyzes strong spiritual bonds between souls. We have also observed that exposure to sex often results in abandonment of spirituality and addiction to physical sensations. These observations are bewildering to us. The sexual union of your body with another being can either be your greatest sense of spiritual connection or disconnection. There are both positive and negative uses for sex throughout the universe. On your planet, sexuality is in dear need of healing. During the time of Atlantis, sex was based on mutual pleasure. The Atlanteans practiced free love, a polyamorous lifestyle that allowed individuals to mate with many partners without judgment or jealousy. Through marriages, though marriages were still common practice, open marriages were the norm. Humans expressed love and attraction without being culturally restricted to only one partner or gender. Because the Atlanteans were telepathic, sex was more than just for physical pleasure and procreation. It was about the exchange of uh, psychic information and soul communication as well. You, as a race, have steered far away from this inter integrative and wholesome lifestyle over the last 6,000 years. You have spiraled into cultural and genetic programming that imposes many restrictions on your sexuality. This dark age version of sexuality is designed to leave the majority of humans in frustration. The majority of men on your planet have a sex drive that is built for a harem owner. To indulge and revolve their lives around sex is compelling passion held by many men on your world. Of course, the majority of men cannot achieve the pornographic lifestyle they desire. Women, on the other hand, are often burdened with sexual frustrations of a different nature. They are burdened with bleeding, low sex drive, discomfort during intercourse, and anguish during childbirth. While a majority of men on your world are built for sexual addiction, women are built for sexual discomfort and shame, especially in your Eastern cultures. Also, a large portion of men on your world are genetically programmed to be sexually responsive only to women with physical features that meet the cultural standards for beauty. A large portion of women 
on the other hand, are programmed to be attracted primarily to men with high status and wealth. Both men and women on your planet experience a high degree of sexual shallowness, where relationships are commonly based on fulfilling the lower chakras of survival and self-gratification while ignoring the upper chakras of spirituality, of spiritual unity and enlightenment. This, of course, is not suitable for a golden age. As we scan your probable future, we can assure you that relationships and sexuality on your planet look much brighter than than they do now. What we see coming is an expansion of sexuality occurring at the individual and collective level. As you move further into the ascension process, you may find yourself attracted to body types, personalities, identities and lifestyles that you previously did not desire. You will not lose the sexuality that you currently have. You will simply experience an expansion of it, a broadening of what you perceive to be attractive. And we applaud this. The more the merrier, we say, you will begin to fall in love with people that you could not fall in love with before. And people who could not love you before will suddenly begin to fall in love with you as well. You are moving back to Atlantean sexuality, where you can find, when you can fall in love with the majority of people, not just a handful. This blossoming of sexuality will take time, of course. The human genome requires much activation. The beginnings of this expansion will become rapidly apparent in your 2020s and will become the cultural norm by the end of your 2030s. For those of you who feel resistant, triggered and disappointed, this information, it may serve you to know there will still be individuals who prefer a life of strict monogamy. Though it is often a trademark of negative, limited societies, there are positive societies throughout the universe that practice monogamy as well. Within the Pleiadian Alliance, many of our members are in monogamous relationships. If monogamy is your heart's true desire. Rest assured that there will be a place for you in the new golden age. However, as more and more humans awaken and embrace the common free love movement, you may find yourself in a romantic wonderland where love and connection are more abundant than ever before, and this may be very tempting. Another trademark of negative realities is sexual superiority and dominance by one gender over the other. Currently, sexual encounters on your world often grant orgasm for the male while denying orgasm to the female. Most men on your planet experience hundreds of orgasms by the time they are 20 years old while some women go their entire lives without experiencing even one. There is also widespread widespread raping of females by males on your world, 
especially at the underground level. These iniquities are typical of a negative society. This must change. You must bring yourself into wholesome balance. During the time of Atlantis, mutual respect and mutual pleasure were the norm. And we are delighted to say that they will be the norm once again. You are living in, a, you are living in patriarchal times. Throughout many spiritual communities, dark ages are regarded as masculine ages, whereas golden ages are regarded as feminine ages. From our perspective, this is inaccurate. In order for a dark age to thrive, it requires both masculine, aggressive, and feminine, passive individuals. On your planet, the majority of the population is passive, submissive. This allows a minority of self-serving individuals to outshine and dominate the majority. Therefore, a golden age is not about emphasizing femininity or masculinity. It is about the balance of both. You must realize that these battles you keep waging upon yourself are detrimental masculine versus feminine, intellect versus intuition, service to self versus service to others. Understand, dear friends, that only harmonious balance between polarities is what creates a positive experience or reality. If you are service to others oriented and you encounter someone that is service to self, guess what? you wind up servicing that person while receiving little to no service in return. You are out of balance. You must learn to become both service to others and service to self equally. Do not be aggressive or passive, which are both negative orientations. Learn to be assertive. The positive balance of both. Embrace the coming changes that will improve your disposition. We cannot stress this enough. Because most of you have the notion that dark ages tend to be masculine and patriarchal, we wish to share a brief story with you. Our records show that you have cycled through at least three golden ages and dark ages over the last 300,000 years. During the previous dark age you experienced, it was women who ruled the earth. Currently, the patriarchal conditions of your societies are introduced by the race of extraterrestrials invaders known as the reptilians. These lizard-like beings come primarily from the Orion and Alpha Draconis star system. During the previous Dark Age, more than 50,000 years ago, the invading extraterrestrials were a race of malicious, highly intelligent, humanoid arachnidans. These beings are much larger, much more advanced version of the spiders that exist on your planet. They come from the star system 
from the star systems located in the Scorpio constellation. It is no coincidence that you assign certain names to certain star systems. You subconsciously know what dwells there. The upper class of arachnidans are humanoids with four arms, two legs, six eyes, and two large retractable fangs. The lower class of arachnidans tend to be a more degraded, less intelligent version that appear like a giant black widow's the size of your automobiles. All the arachnidans races we observe can create web traps and are notorious for blood farming their captives. These malevolent creatures tend to form matriarchies. They introduced a brutal matriarchal society on your planet long ago that practiced mass cannibalism of man. It was during this time that men experienced tremendous oppression, where they were regarded as nothing more than expendable workers and food. The trauma, the trauma accumulated from this dark age explains the prominent fear of spiders held by most of the human population. The memories are still lingering in your DNA. The power pendulum of humanity has swung back and forth between men and women many times throughout your history. You come into harmonious balance for approximately 20,000 years and then slowly spiral out of balance into 5,000 years of patriarchal or matriarchal darkness, where one gender dominates the other. These cycles have repeated many times. But the glorious truth is that your current dark age will be the last. Because the Earth has become the universal center of attention, it will be impossible for malevolent races to invade your planet once you've allied yourself with the countless interstellar alliances that await your membership. Your level of protection power, spirituality, and freedom will go beyond the reach of any hostile being. From our point of view, the upcoming golden age looks promising as a permanent paradise on Earth. We wish to address reproduction for a moment. Throughout the cosmos, reproduction happens in a variety of ways. This includes both sexual and asexual methods. Currently, on your planet, reproduction is a very painful experience. It was not always this way. In most positive societies, the birthing experience is often accompanied with orgasms or euphoria. It is rewarded, not punished. In negative societies, however, it is often accompanied with pain, blood, and sometimes death. Depending on the dominant gender, the oppressed gender in a negative reality is often, is often condemned to painful intercourse and either painful ejaculations for men or painful childbirths for women. These are telltale signs of a negative reality. The genetic codes for orgasmic birth are carried by every female 
on the planet. Less than 1% of human women can currently experience this. These genes are recessive and the codes for painful births are much more dominant. Some women have reported pleasurable birth experiences. This will become the norm as you ascend further into fourth density, where your Atlantean DNA will resurface and serve as the foundation for the alpha human. This will become apparent by 2019 as the women report orgasmic birth experiences in growing numbers. Between 2020 and 2025, you may find yourself donning a 4D crystalline body that no longer supports negative systems of the old days. Mothers of all species on earth will experience the giving of life as a beautiful, rewarding experience. Childbearing may likely return to its former glory, where mother and the child undergo spiritual bonding accompanied by euphoric sensation that expand the mind and elevate the spirit in the most celebratory moments of motherhood. You are in the process of converting from a dysfunctional species into a functional species. Just you, just you as label your families and relationship on earth as functional or dysfunctional. We have observed entire species and races that are functional or dysfunctional. The difference between your species and other dysfunctional species throughout the cosmos is that you have the potential to change. You carry exceptionally advanced genetic makeup within your bodies. With proper frequency modulation, your so-called junk DNA can be activated, like a light switch toggling from off to on. This is not possible for many species outside your solar system. In order for us to help some negative societies transmute themselves, we must reprogram their DNA completely by adding new genetic codes that were not already present. Just as the reptilians and other malevolent forces have altered your DNA to render you dysfunctional and controllable, we, Pleiadians, have altered many species throughout the galaxy to render them functional, enlightened, enlightened and free. This, of course, must always be done with their consent. We communicate and appeal to their higher selves, often their astral selves during sleep time, and we establish consensual agreements to assist them. It is an arduous task but the more positive we become as a galaxy, as a universe, the better our chances at ensuring a sovereign future for all of us. End of chapter. Wow, what information revealed in this chapter. Absolutely, you know, mind-blowing. When I read about that, they were a dark age where women were uh, oppressors, I mean, it, it gives chills in my body. I it, It's absolutely, of course, disgusted me that, that men were treated like food or slaves. We are all, as humanity, treated right now as food or slaves by um, the reptilians 
uh, negative reptilian indi- individuals who control our planet and control the cabal itself and in relationship with the human command cabal the the human representative so um we are you know there are human farms the human are being transported from earth to other places as meat it's all happening we just don't know about it on a massive scale and it gave me absolute of course i was like what and no wonder that man you know holds these memories from that time where women treated men like food and slaves what a horror story and we have lived through that throughout my life i never was like i never liked to say i'm a feminist and stuff I think throughout my life, everything that I observed seemed just very strange. It's inadequate. It's silly. It's stupid. Men are as important as women. We are two coins of one. I love men. I love women. We cannot be without each other. When I am with my love right now, my partner, I feel myself as one. And this is such a beautiful experience. So this um, duality that we, is playing, and right now it's playing out so harshly, so hardly, uh, there is all this craziness about different genders, not masculine, you're not masculine, not feminine, no gender. I mean, this is all, this is all a sign of a negative society becoming even more negative, of dysfunctional psychic. And I don't want to say anything against the people who uh, consider themselves as neutral, sex it's okay because up there in different densities as different representative of cosmic family there are a lot of beings who are natural they're not women women they're not men they're natural so in a way one might remember and be connected with that state of his being here on earth so it's all right everybody should be whomever he wants to be without trying to put others under his own agenda and under his own viewings. So, and what an amazing story about previous dark age where women treated men like food and slaves, that we were controlled by huge spiders. Personally, I'm not afraid of spiders. I don't have this help. And I even help them, you know, save them when I clean the house. I don't want to kill them. Uh, but which makes me wonder if I, if I lived on Earth throughout that dark age. Um, but um, that surely explains, because a lot of people are afraid of spiders like crazy. Isn't it funky to know that you've been through that time? Maybe as a man, maybe as a woman, maybe as both. Because we as souls would try different things to expand our consciousness and understanding of things. So here we go. What an interesting uh, fact. Thank you, Delta Vash, for this insight of our uh, history a long time ago. And then about sex. Uh, I was interested in sex throughout my life, very much so. I was not sort of, I was, I, I was trying to understand what is this, how I can 
my body can be more relaxed with this, you know, and so on. And I have observed a lot of individuals who um, absolutely have no slightest idea about anything. I think we find we as a human, not even talking about sex, sex, like intercourse, but we are so far away from each other because our bodies need touch. Like if you're if you have a partner, do you touch just their body, just the skin? I find it's very, very you know need need it sort of um, distresses you on some amazing level, you know, when you just being touched, the normal touch without sexual um, uh, play for it, without intercourse that mu- that must continue. That must be the end of the touching. Uh, I've done few. Uh, I went few times to experience tantra. I wanted to discover what is tantra, and tantra considers that sex is the root of life, which is a root of life. The church child being made through intercourse between ma- man and the woman, and this is a sacred act. So I observed during this Tantra, uh, you know, uh, experiences that I, I went. First of all, I observed that you start in a, in a, uh, let's say, a group of people. It can be, you know, 30, 20, whatever, 10. And it's such a random group of people, all different, you know. Um, and you think, where am I? You know, such a strange experience. By 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 the end of a few days or a week, you find everybody so beautiful. Actually, pretty much right away, after several, because you talk, people are. You just start to see everybody without the perception of your own ideas in your head, and you connect on a heart chakra with everyone. And you see everyone as a beautiful human being who is in need of healing, suffering on its own level because its own reasons. And it's such a beautiful experience. Uh, It helped me to understand. I think throughout my life, I'm preparing myself to be some kind of healer. It's within me. But at first, I had to heal myself, which I did. And now I feel I'm, I'm ready to be a healer to others. Although it also scares me very much because I'm like, oh, responsibility. Oh, wow. I have to move my ass to go and help people. But (laughs) also, it's the only way because that's the interest of it. I'm awakening to this desire to be a part of human striving forward. You know, I went out of this egocentric existence where it's only oh, what's happening with me oh, to oh, what's happening with us as a species and it's really incredible feeling so sexuality is in dear need of healing on our planet um, as but understanding of each other respect you know and just Cherish, can I say the word cherishment of each other? If it doesn't exist, I just invented it. Cherishment of each other. And um, there's a lot of violence going on on our earth. We all know that. And without talking violence toward ch- children and abuse and rape, 
especially in the underground level, which are hidden. Uh, normal individual who runs around trying to survive has no idea what's going on and what a satanic levels it, it, it is. But it's all purging out. We're all hearing the stories. And, you know, there are different worries among us um, out there. I, as a warrior, might be a healer, a talker. Another one, awakened warrior, might be a doer, an activist of something, that they go and, and, and doing something actively about every aspect of our life. And I thank all of you, uh, dear light warriors around the world, doing different tasks. Mm, I thank you so much. You are unknown. But I can feel you. And I thank you for all the humanity. So, dear listeners, here we are. We are going to enter into the time when we perceive everybody. You know, they say that uh, the beauty lies in the eyes of the in the the beauty. What is the saying? The beauty lies in the eyes of the observer. So, my little thing for you, I notice that a lot of people don't see themselves as beautiful at all. So, when you come to the mirror and you look at yourself and you start to say, oh, look at me, my nose, I'm ugly, oh, what is this face? Um, close your eyes before you look in the mirror. I was doing it myself. And then feel the beauty within yourself. Feel this, say, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful the way I am. With no, don't think about anybody who our society tells us are beautiful, but feel this feeling of beauty within yourself, towards yourself, and then open the eyes slowly with this feeling of beautiful and look at yourself with the eyes of beauty, of kindness, and start to watching like this on other things, on other people. This is such a beautiful prophecy that I'm looking forward to happen uh, and that I'm living myself for quite some time already. I see other people beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And it hurts me when they hate themselves and I want to help them all the time to change the, this outlook. Because as you perceive yourself also, you perceive the others and the other world. And I noticed um, in relationship, if one perceive himself as, you know, in negative way, doesn't like himself, um, uh, very much criticize all the time himself, he just puts it on its partner. And the partner suffers thinking because his partner doesn't think that he or she is beautiful, worthy, etc. And, and then the whole relationship suffers. And even there is true love there. It's not the way to go. So if anyone wants to go and experience, um, uh, I surely would advise the tantric, uh, uh, tantra. Because it is, look, there are different individuals making Tantra. So at some uh, places, Tantra can be probably only sexualized, but it's not true. Tantra is absolutely high spiritual um, awakening to your own body, your own psychic. You know, it sort of helps you to heal your wounds 
it helps you to discover your sensations and in a good tantric practice you don't have to do any exercise that you do not wish to do you can sit that one out uh, as in life remember that you do not have to do anything you do not wish to do learn to say the word no learn to be assertive because if you find that you're constantly abused understand that the reason lies within you you allow this to happen. So we all should take responsibility for ourselves. Again, coming to the same and the same subject, taking responsibility for ourselves. If you want the, the, your life change, if you want the whole globally life change, we must start from ourselves deeply within. But look where are we going? We're going to a beautiful, beautiful experience of. Um, uh, awakening of our sexuality and uh, just being more happy, more orgasmic experience um, in anything, in sexual intercourse, in birth. I'm in this lifetime, I don't have children. Maybe I will later, but I sort of, I really don't like this our culture right now because. I'm about to be 40 and I met my true love four years ago. We experienced our life together and I'm not ready to be a mother yet. And I think that I might be ready by the time I'm 50. Because I do want to have a child with the man I love, with my soulmate, you know. And uh, before when I was younger um, and I didn't, you know, have a... I have the relationship, but it was always not really sort of right, I suppose, the word. And uh, growing older, I understood that it's always just to learn something. And, uh, you know, sexually frustrated because you want sex and although you can find partners, but I always felt since I'm very little... Uh, is it empty or it's fulfilled? So the empty sexual intercourse was not really interested. And sometimes you have the intercourse that end up being so empty. And you can notice that another person is sort of empty himself. And it doesn't give you anything, so why having it? And then it seems so impossible to wait for the true love to come. But I, before... I met my partner. I have to say, I came in the, I, I healed this within me, this low chakra desire for sex. It's low chakra. If it's, I, sometimes it would bring me to, I couldn't think, I cannot function, I cannot do anything creatively because I want sex. But I don't want just sex with anybody. I must have a true connection. Go figure where to take that. So I healed it with me and Everything became much easier. Just consciously, I'm like, okay, no, I don't know. I was doing something on myself, energetically, thoughtfully. And then all of a sudden I met my partner. And that's when you understand that everything before was meant to be. So you be ready for the moment when you met your true love. Um, interesting. I'm not a, I'm more, more I, I'm, personally monogamous person 
but I can understand the level of openness which, you know, a couple can have when they experience various partners, which, you know, Delta Vash tells us in this chapter. So I think it's just going to be a freedom, a freedom from all the limiting beliefs or shames or anything. We're, we're entering the age of freedom, beautiful freedom, spiritual freedom to experience things that you wish experience with the individuals that wish experience this experience with you. And cheers to that. I'm looking forward for that. Mm, yes, I guess I will stop this um, episode. And um, the love for me is, you know, lies um, through everything. Everything that one approaches must be approached with love. And that's the secret of us uh, going into this new golden age. The love should become the important thing that we all want to experience. As a matter of fact, to train me uh, to, let's say there is a situation arriving and you're getting pissed off at another person and you want to tell something, you want to do something. I stop and I was asking myself, what do I choose? Do I choose love or I choose, you know, opposite of love? Hate. Uh, do I choose love or I choose not love, which will bring, and I can see what it brings, a more, um, how to say, more cold feelings in between, more distance, maybe something too very hard to return from. And then I would choose love. I would say, no, I choose love within myself. And then every all the silly actions, all the silly words or messages that you want to write are just fading away. Because if you choose love, you choose love that doesn't, that doesn't match your frequency anymore. All these silly negative things that you might want to do to another being. So this is a good exercise that I invented, worked for me. Maybe it will help you, dear listener. For my part, I love you all dearly, dearly, so much. We are all one, I can feel it. Yet we are also experience ourselves so different. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing this game from duality, from separation into to come back to integration and unity? I surely started to enjoy this because I started to understand all of that. And with that comes great playfulness and great freedom and great strength and power. So... I am sending you lots of love and light, dear listeners, dear fellow earthlings and fellow cosmic family. Much love to all of you and gratitude for everything. It was Cosmic Awakening Podcast and I'm your host, Olia Mare.